You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale, here today with one of my best friends, Amanda Pieris. She is the managing director of M7 Consulting, a boutique healthcare management consultant organization. I'm going to let Amanda introduce herself further. And I brought Amanda on today because I wanted to speak with her about what it's like to be a mom, be working, and managing all of this in a pandemic and outside the pandemic too. We'll see where the conversation goes. Welcome, Amanda. I'm so happy you're here. We've talked about this for a while. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you, Chris. And I'm, and you also forgot to say that I was, I am a client of yours as well. (laughs) I did forget to say that. I'm so excited to be here. I choose any reason to talk to you, but this is also a really fun new way to do it. You also failed to mention that I'm wearing a Santa hat, but hello, everybody. I'm Amanda, as Chris mentioned. I oh gosh when you start to have to try and think about who you are it's very challenging to answer a question I am woman mother worker the cleaner all those things I'm very pleased to be here to share whatever comes to mind amazing thank you so much for joining us as you may have deducted from her voice Amanda is not from Canada so tell me Amanda, what is it like? There's so many ways that I think you can resonate with people, especially in North America. This is such a place where people come from all over the world. But tell me, what is it like to have left your home across the ocean and created a whole new life in a new culture where you're trying to do all the things, be a great wife, be a great mom, be a career woman? Tell me, what is that like for you? I'd say that it's a very day-by-day, year-by-year evolution, very organic. I don't know that I think about it in that sense. I I mean, I was 26 when I moved here and I moved here for my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband. (laughs) I think if I could look back to her, I'd be like, are you crazy? But this is the sort of thing you do when you're 26 and young. And I was very lucky because I could move through my firm and it wasn't so much of a big risk. And so that turned into a new place of life. And I never thought about raising not only mixed race children, but also mixed, I don't even know what the word is for these people, these mixed hybrids where they're, they don't even, I don't even know how to explain to them that they're Sri Lankan, but they're not really, I mean, they are because they're half Sri Lankan because my background is Sri Lankan, but they're also English. So how does that work? They're like, so are we half English, half Sri Lankan? And you're like, oh no, because you're Canadian. And then their dad is American. So it's all very confusing from that perspective in terms of an identity crisis and the work that I do a lot of it that I do is over the phone and so many people don't even know that I'm a person of color I could be anything so all that to say to your question about how's it been it's complex but it's wonderful and they have very rich lives and I'm very fortunate and they have a wonderful family and it English being English matters to me Brexit does not matter to me being Sri Lankan matters to me being just good f-ing people matters to me. I've always been fairly confident. So moving here was a great opportunity. I loved it. 
I think I always wanted to live somewhere else and I had a great launch pad to do it with. And I would recommend it to my kids, even though I would hate it that they would leave. But I think it's a really good thing to do. And, you know, you have to work really hard at maintaining those relationships at home with your friends and family. There is so something wonderful about going back there and seeing them all. And, and everyone gets so excited to see you, not like if you lived around the corner and they saw you all the time. It's quite wonderful in many ways, even though it's also like because I won't see my family for Christmas. But that's COVID and COVID is shitty. Yeah, it's something that I don't have so it's I can only try to imagine it and I I'm feeling frustrated not being able to see my family in the way that I want to and they live yeah. an hour away so I can't imagine how you must feel when they're a uh, mm-hmm. plane ride away you hit on so many things there just the difficulties of trying to find mm-hmm. your identity and how you help your kids find their identities oh my god so challenging this is not static it's like always changing I recently had a call with a lady who was South Asian as well. And it was, as it was an interview on diversity and all the things that she was saying, I agreed with. But then when I got off the phone and I thought about it, I was like, Oh my God, I have been trained to think the same as her by our families, by our backgrounds, by being immigrants that have first come to England and then come here. This sort of idea of having to fit in. And then you just fall into this hole of who am I? Yeah. I don't know if you feel this way. Actually, I don't want to put anything in your, any words in your mouth, but I wonder if that's extra amplified right now because of us living in a pandemic and, you know, we're all doing this introspective work. And I think that does become the question. I find mothers in general may ask that question anyways, especially when you're trying to guide your kids and maybe you do something that you're not particularly proud of the way you handle a situation with them or something. And so we, we ask that all the time, maybe consciously, maybe not, but it's so conscious. It's so front and center right now. And like, how do you answer that? From a mother, which is the most up thing ever, like being responsible for these two individuals and really identifying as no longer Amanda or Amanda work person, but basically mother of Jasper and Sky. that is like more of a role that I take on than any other role. And it is so challenging. And exactly as you said, like you freak out at them and then you're like on the scale is that likely to damage them or can we put that under the filing of every day they're annoying because they're children and I reacted to that and how often can you get away with that like how often can you scream and shout and say something that you really regret oh god it's just a minefield it is yeah and especially there's no shortage of people I don't know if our parents had this I guess something I could ask my mom but I wonder if social media almost gives us that more judgment exactly and even just uh, i think they're also quite aware as well you know oh mummy you got really angry and like it's so like they're like little <laughs> devious bastards that can turn it on you and it's interesting about parents i you know my parents are wonderful and amazing but they i feel that it was a luxury that they had that they weren't questioning themselves all the time. And I know that my mom wasn't. Like, if I ask her, how did you do this? She's like, I don't know. I just, I just went with it. Like, she, she didn't like, wait, we consult books and we consult friends and we consult psychiatrists. Uh, I was reading recently that because my kids fight a lot, it was a psychologist book. As long as there's sort of equation that they play more than they fight, that's a good way to ensure that they'll bond as siblings when they're older. And so now I'm like, Oh, 
in a day, was there more fighting or was there less fighting? How do I, like, does the equation have to work daily or does the equation have to work? Obviously, I'm sure it's over a period of time, but you get this information like you can get from social media and it drives you insane. Like mm-hmm. you go, you spin, start yeah. spinning out of control. Yeah, there's so much noise out yeah. there and it's how much do we let come in and affect us and affect our choices, including judgment and the things that we tell ourselves. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the level is high, right? It's almost, it feels sometimes inescapable. I find that there's certainly people that I have muted on Instagram and they're celebrities, I guess for lack of a better word, but I realize I feel like I should be following them and I don't want to because I I don't like how I feel when I'm engaged in their content. And and I don't know. I don't know if I'm just going off on a tangent, but I think I, I totally understand what you're saying because it's like we have access to too much information that it's really hard to distill what bits are important and which bits we can just brush aside. And I guess it also comes down to to our own values and morals. Exactly. This is like, if I was going to say, I mean, this has been a really organic conversation so far, but if I was going to name it, it seems like the whole thing is being distilled down to who am I and do I know who I am, right? Yeah. And am I okay in being a mother that shouts, that screams, I hope, you know, does lots of fun things and engage as well. Like, is that, am I okay with that? And as your friend, I can tell you, you are one of the most fun moms that I know. (laughs) And you know, you're, you know this, you're wearing Santa hat. Yeah. But there is times where I will scream because they're fighting or they're generally misbehaving and then you feel guilty. And then I know I do this when one of them will be like, oh, can I have a candy or can I do this? And then you're like, oh God, I was really mean to you right now. Yeah, go on to try and absolve my guilt, which mm-hmm. is, I don't know if that's good parenting or not. And the thing is, we won't know until they're older anyway. Yeah. And that's a great thing to bring up too. There's so much guilt with parenting that again, if you if we can't figure out a way to almost set a line in the sand with it, you can really go down oh. a rabbit hole of almost self-loathing, yes. probably among other things. And it's just, it's not healthy. And it's a cycle that we end up doing, which isn't then healthy for our kids even further, right? And and so tell me about how much guilt do you have when you parent? And you did um, share one way that you may be given to some of their requests. Where else does it come up? How do you deal with it? How prevalent is it in your day to day? Oh, that's such a good but challenging question. I think with everything, it does change depending on work pressures, life pressures. I think it's almost, I'm starting to, through this conversation, see myself as like a pie chart and we've not even touched on the wife part yet. And then the friend part. And so I think juggling all of those pieces is very challenging and there's guilt related to all of it. And so I eat a lot of bread. Oh, and drink a lot of alcohol. <laughs> those would be the two things that I do to manage the guilt. Yeah. And, but I mean, even that, there's so much judgment oh, if you're not gluten-free or yeah. if you do, if you are a mom that drinks, you know, a lot of times there's, oh, you don't need to drink. Why do you need to drink? Instead of just let everybody be as they are. If you want to have a couple of drinks, have them if you don't. But we just, yeah. yeah, we have this constant judgment culture too. And and I don't know that I've answered your question. Like, yes, there's guilt. And, yeah. and I always think about in the future, you know, I probably will do well with going to therapy and etc. But you know, right now there's no time, so I'll just build it all up. Yeah. And then, and then be, yeah get your money's get worth, worth later. later. Like, and there's going to be some shit 
to figure out in the future, especially yeah. if we're going to continue 100%. going down this horrificness of pandemic living. Honestly, it's tricky. I've just been speaking with so many people about it and everybody's feeling that I've spoken to is feeling fatigued. This is the time of year typically where, you know, life feels a bit heavier and we feel grumpy and because the days are shorter and the shortest they're going to get, in fact. And then the good news is they're about to, to get longer soon. Actually, at the time of this, I think at the time that this will be released, they will be starting to get longer already, which is great news. But it's still, if you're in living, we live in Toronto and um, Toronto, Canada, and this is really just the beginning of winter for us. And winter can sometimes last for six months. We were so blessed. We had um, such a great fall weather-wise. You know, I think it's it's really hard to not feel that darkness and that heaviness and that just uncertainty because we were just told that schools will not be opening when they're supposed to in January. And it's just, it's another thing that causes anxiety. And then that can also lead to guilt because especially, and I do want to venture into this area as well, when you have working parents, you're now trying to have to juggle that and make sure your kids have the education that they need. Keep on task with your work. Keep being a wife. Keep being a mom and the fun mom that you want to be. And who am I? Yeah, who are you? How does how do you do that? How do you do that? I I, I, I literally don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about our that? next. Session. I mean, something has to give, and I do think it, it is the wife part that has to give. That's what you've. Oh yeah, the, the health and the wife part. Yeah, yeah, actually, you did mention the health before. So. What happens there? Well, I just think you you have a certain amount of time in the day and people prioritize things. I'm not very good at prioritizing exercise. I used to play basketball pre-pandemic, which was amazing because yeah. that's the sort of team sports that I enjoy. That's one thing that you, you've been really helpful with me in terms of working out some strategies to think about how you figure out your life and one of the easiest things that we talked about was rushing around meals and you know there are some silver linings from the pandemic friends have talked about that that things slow down you've got nowhere to go so you can sit around and have dinner but I'm one of those people that makes dinner and then wants to clean it while others are eating and so I like rush my food down and 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 that's what was helpful to talk that through with you about what does it matter what's the risk of taking 20 minutes out of the day which is going nowhere anyway uh, to sit with your family but I think I think the thing even with that is how much time of my day am I going to spend planning and how much of my time am I just going to spend doing and I'm more of a doer than a planner in everything I, I have to force myself and you've talked about this in terms of the habits like you have to force yourself to get mm-hmm. into these habits, but I'm not in habit. I'm in my habit, which is do things really mm-hmm. quickly, get things done really quickly, make sure everything's ready as soon as possible, tick all your work off. Make And, and some of those things are very beneficial for me in the work that I do, you know, being efficient and getting it all done and putting a bow around it and then leaving it. But then there's less time for what do I need? Yeah, no, I, that makes perfect sense. As you mentioned, we've talked about that. And the reason I do work with moms is because there there is a lot of overwhelm, right? And there's things that you may want to do. And you have had mentioned your health to me initially, but it just, it was like vague. So it's hard to create a habit when your goal is vague or when you don't have help with somebody or just figure out how to do it on your own where you can break it down into these little small steps and once you were able to we were able to pull out things by just having that conversation that's how we got to the dinner piece which may sound insignificant to some people but you had 
mentioned it several times in several of our sessions about how it had been such a powerful positive effect and it was just like this one thing that we were able to identify and change and we weren't trying to change everything we were just picking one thing because our brains have a finite amount of willpower. So when you went back to say just a few minutes ago and you're like, yeah, and it's just how much do I plan and how much do I do? And you're right. So our habits are are doing and it's easy because it doesn't take too much brain power, right? Sometimes habits are great and they serve us really well. And then there's those times that they don't serve in our best interest at all. And that is when it takes the willpower and a little bit of extra energy to correct that. But we often try to correct it too big. <laughs> all at once. And and then we stay stuck and stay in these patterns where we just don't even know what what to do. It feels like we don't know what to do. I thought it was great when we were able to do that. And you were so excited with the results that you got, which was really cool. So you mentioned that another piece for you that slips is Mm -hmm. the wife bit. So tell me about that. I I mean, I don't think this is rocket science at all. I think pre-children, I was a wife and a woman and a friend. And then the children filled up the amount of space available to be a wife. And pre-pandemic, we were really good with going on dates, even going away for nights and things like that. But we definitely in let's get through every day in a nice, happy way. Everything's great, but it's certainly not quality time. Kind of a head down, survive, not thrive kind of mindset. Yeah, exactly. And again, and I do worry and I'm coaching myself into some of it, just even talking about it, this idea mm-hmm. that there will be time for us. So you're, you're pushing it off. Yeah. When I do therapy, when I do lots of exercise, when I wear that outfit that I thought I would be wearing when I'm 40, uh, and then my husband and I would have lots of QT together in the future. That's where we're going. Yeah. And then what happens six months down the road, 18 know, months down the road? Pushing, keep pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, then I'm also torn by the children and I have this ongoing fear that they're going to leave and I'll be really sad. And so I really want to enjoy all the short, what is the the phrase? The days are long, but the years are short. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. And like, but then that causes me anxiety because I'm like, oh, and then you like get down on the ground. I'm like, tell me about your day. Tell me everything that you did. And they're like, I'm going to go play Lego now. Get out of my face. And you're just like, oh, (laughs) the days are short or whatever the phrase is. Spend time with me. (sighs) So do you feel like you're struggling with (laughs) the answer is yes. A lot of things. Yeah. But I can't imagine that anyone isn't like, I mean, obviously this is going to sound so ridiculous, but obviously so lucky, so happy, so healthy. So, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag love and gratitude. Yeah. But can't you be grateful and also feel overwhelmed or anxious and whatever else you're feeling that might not be the best feelings. Can oh, exactly. You? I think no. I need to feel both, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying that there's no short-term yeah. solutions. But you do have a good point there because we tend to look for a, a quick fix, right? And going back to the habit thing, habits take a little while to establish and you have to figure out what it is that you want and then figure out how to get there, right? Then start implementing it. And that's a process. So yeah, I don't really believe in quick fixes. There's sometimes band-aids, but band-aids fall off. And and like, what does it mean? Like, what is it all going to (laughs) mean? What does, what, what are we doing here? Like, oh my God, what is the meaning of my life? So (laughs) what is the point in my opinion? But I have been really getting into reading about like the paths and Mercury retrograde and all that stuff. 
only because in the absence of religion and in the world that we're in, you need something to f-ing hold on to. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's connection and a connection doesn't have to be to a traditional God from an organized rel- religion, but connection is actually one of the human basic needs whether that's just to the earth, to the stars, to water. A lot of people find water extraordinarily soothing. You mentioned having trying to juggle many balls at once. And I'm going to try to find it so I can link it in the show notes. But a while ago, I think it was in the spring or summer, I read an article about that and about how we have all these different areas in our life and each one is represented as a ball. And for some reason, we think that they all have to be in the air, but that's not how life works. Sometimes you have to put more towards your family, towards your career, towards your health, whatever it is. You want to try to be giving a little bit or at least we think that we always need to be giving a little bit to every area, but sometimes it's okay to put one of those balls down, right? But we often feel this pressure to keep them all up in the air, more so as a mom, at least that's I do as a mom, because all of a sudden now you've got these other people that you're responsible for. And yeah, like the pressure of trying to make sure they're happy, which like arguably is our job, but arguably isn't. We want to provide them love and a space for them to grow so that they can find their happiness, so that we don't send them into the world unaware of how to take care of themselves and be great people. My son, who's nine, called me from school because I didn't pack him a hot lunch. Like I was like both absolutely outraged that he did that, but also I was like, good for you advocating for your hot lunch that you're not going to get. And who the f*** at your school let you go to the office and call me to say the... Oh, mama, I don't have, I don't have, you didn't pack me a lunch because it's only like. What? Wait, so you, he, no, had, he, he had lots of all? lunch. He had like salami and cheese and oh, yeah, but oh, okay. he was missing like a centerpiece. But see, he's his own little person. Like that is ridiculous. But then I was like, oh, well, you're advocating for yourself, trying to make yourself happy. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of yeah. got to respect that. So if you don't ask. It's true. And we don't ask for a lot of things in life. We expect, we don't ask, and then we resent. Mm, Very true. Mm -hmm. So I went to uni and I did a joint honors degree and there was only two of us who did it. And the guy, and it was a, a, a man who did it and we were really good friends. We did the same degree and I went off and did all the things that I do and I'm very happy with where I am in my career. And he went and became CEO of basically Amazon in Malaysia and Singapore, lived in Malaysia, lived in Singapore, and then got sold out for 450 billion something dollars and now lives in Paris and is CEO of another company. And I was emailing him and saying congratulations and stuff. And I was like, that just makes me look like a right loser. And I was like, oh, that's and then I was like, he's got three daughters and he moved them from Malaysia to Singapore and now to Paris. And then I was like, those choices, you know, do I want that? Yeah. No. Do I want financial freedom? Yes. But do I want to move around and go for the work and expect my partner to, to go wherever I want to go to satisfy the needs of my career? No. But then a little bit, I think if I was a man, would I do that? Well, that's what I was going to say. It kind of highlights the difference because you have two people, same training, same qualifications. The role of raising children, not always, obviously, but predominantly falls to the female. So he may have had a lot more freedom to not be home to pick the kids up from school or feed them dinner or take them to extracurricular, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I could have done that too, but it was my choice. Yeah. And I feel that... 
maybe this isn't for you, but a lot of women do try to do that because they feel extra pressure to be that parent, whereas men, sometimes it's easier for them to walk away because of societal expectations isn't that they're the main present parent, right? Of course. And then I think that goes to the point about you can have everything you want, but not all at the same time. But then also to my point that in the future, I expect to be dedicating a lot of time to my career. And again, that's something for the future, not now. And that's fair and valid. And we can have these dreams and it doesn't mean they're not happening because behind the scenes, you may be making steps and headway towards it. It just doesn't seem as obvious. And it's still in your vision. I think that a lot of times though, we look at these dreams and we say instead, oh, I wish I could do that. But you don't actually decide, I will do that. (laughs) You know, and I, I think that's great that you are having that in your sight still. And, you know, it might not be the right time right now. And, and that is a choice. And we go back to the days are long, but the years are short. We don't have a lot of time with our children. And so making the choice to be with them usually means also making less yeah, money financially. because you can't know anyone who has everything. Show me yeah. one person. Because if it looks like you do, there's probably something, a huge place of lack somewhere else. You can't have everything. It's true. What would you tell other mothers in your position, who are working, trying to be wife, trying to keep a house, trying to raise great kids. What advice would you tell them? My advice would be, seriously, women, ease up on yourselves. It's fine. We're good. We're doing the best we can. It's okay. Eat the bread. Drink the wine. Cry. And that was very heartfelt. I've even got my hand on my heart. She does have her hand on her heart while she stopped speaking. I can, we're on video together. Thank you for that. That's so valid. It's so empowering and supportive. Life, life's not perfect, right? It doesn't need to be or look perfect. And I say be because be is what it actually is. And look is when we went back to how sometimes we see people on Instagram or whatever platform you use and their projection of themselves, like can't be real all the time. And sometimes it makes other people feel less than, right? And so be and look, they don't ever have to be perfect after all, right? I'd like to say, I love you. Thank you for this opportunity. I love speaking with you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being my coach. Everyone should have her as your coach. Okay. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I know you were nervous. I I think you're amazing and you're doing a great job. You bring light to my life and for that, I'm ever grateful. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. Just a real mom, an incredible woman and person in the words of Amanda, life is just a journey. And I'll add to that, that it doesn't need to be perfect, that we can take that off of us, take that stress, that pressure off of us and try to enjoy the good parts, the highs and know that we all hit lows, right? And we all struggle and we all have overwhelm, but the highs are there. Find good connections, good friends. Don't be afraid to vent about it. And as always, you got this. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. 
Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you and if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.